Summer camp is a magic place where kids discover who they are because they have the freedom to explore on their own. Y Camp at Horse Thief Reservoir is a sleepaway camp in the heart of Idaho's wilderness. Each summer, campers make friends, build new skills, and learn to love the outdoors through activities like canoeing, archery, zip lining, rock climbing, campfires, and more. Registration for Y Camp at Horse Thief Reservoir is open. Financial assistance is available. Learn more at ycampidaho.org. Star Wars 7x7 episode 2383. Today we're starting a weekly series that I'm tentatively calling the Monday Morning Mando, if I can say it on a first or even a fifth take. But the deal with the series is that we're going to explore various topics related to the Mandalorian, and today we're going to be particularly looking at what we've learned about Grief Karga as a result of Season 2. Punch it! Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So the Monday morning... <laughs> See, this is why it might end up getting changed. I was going to do the Mando memo, but, eh, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, but I could get a little more fun with it and still be alliterative. And yet, apparently it's turning into a tongue twister. So we'll have to see how this plays out. But the goal of these Monday episodes that relate to The Mandalorian is to do little deeper dives into various topics related to The Mandalorian. And one of the things that I plan on doing is looking at each of the major characters from the series and talk about what we've learned about those characters as a result of the events of the previous season. And we're going to start with Grief Karga. Now, Grief appeared in four of the eight episodes in season one of The Mandalorian. That would be one and three and seven and eight. However, I know that the... <laughs> here's where the caveats come in. I know that the general arc of season two of The Mandalorian was majorly set up as it's going to be about Mando trying to reunite Grogu with his people what those people would be, whether it's the Jedi or Grogu species or, you know, some other variation thereof was still to be discovered at that point. And then there was also the question of the Mandalorian covert. He was separated from his fellow Mandalorians. Would he be able to reunite with them? And that was kind of pitched to us basically in the very opening moments of season two that part of his quest to reunite Grogu with Grogu's people was to find other Mandalorians as well so that would certainly be a subplot for the whole season but still it did seem like he was intended to be a major part of the series and so I must say I was surprised that he only appeared in one episode of the show which was The Siege that was chapter 12 or if you prefer episode 4 from season 2. Even though Mando showed up on Navarro again at the end of episode 14 or chapter 14 episode 6 obviously Grief Karga did not appear in that particular episode. But even in the one episode in which he appeared, we see Grief Karga at his best. And by that, I simply mean that he had been described as a disgraced magistrate by Moff Gideon in the previous season. And now he is a magistrate who is anything but disgraced. He is actually leading a flourishing community in Navarro. However, it's not exactly clear whether the Bounty Hunters Guild is still a thing for him. As you'll recall, at the end of Season 1, he offers Cara Dune 
a job in the Bounty Hunters Guild, but as we meet him and her in Chapter 12, she's actually a marshal. She's a law enforcement officer and not a bounty hunter. Though, Grief Karga does say that some of his best friends are bounty hunters, and that could be just a wink and a nod to the Mandalorian, but it could also be an indicator that, yeah, maybe he's still running this business on the side. And certainly, bounty hunting is not just an utterly scoundrel-related business. For example, when you think about some of the bounties that were being issued and that Grief Cargo was hiring for back in Season 1, bail jumpers, that was a big one. People who had been released on bail and who skipped bail and now needed to be tracked down for uh, being brought back to justice. So that is definitely in line with a law enforcement practice and something where they just don't have the bodies within their own official law enforcement capacity. And so they're using bounty hunters to help enforce the laws. So I would not be surprised to find out, say, in Season 3, that he still has ties to the Bounty Hunters Guild. (laughs) I guess we'll have to wait and see what develops with that. The other thing that makes me say that You know, the events of season two have shown him in his best light and brought out some of the best in him is that the whole reason why he wanted the Mandalorian to help eliminate that Imperial base on Navarro was because they had a possibility for establishing Navarro as a trade anchor for the whole sector, meaning that they could actually have trade flourishing in between planetary systems within the sector. It's something that would be basically economic revitalization. (laughs) And that's a wonderful thing. And the fact that Reef Karga is thinking not just about his little section of Navarro, but he's thinking about not only the whole planet, but the whole sector around him. That really speaks to the character's vision and his desire to do good. It does raise questions about the extent of Imperial activity in this sector, though. We knew that there was an Imperial presence on Navarro in the form of the client and his entourage, but the occupation that happened seemed like it you know, came from off-planet, basically. Yes, there was an Imperial facility on Navarro, but Moff Gideon's arrival and his detachment's arrival was one that certainly suggested their base of operations was not on Navarro. And even the siege, that's chapter 12 or episode 4 from season 2, even the siege, like that base that was revealed to us on Navarro, that was not his base of operations. That was instead something else entirely. And where I'm going with this is to wonder whether these were always ideas that Grief Karga had about trying to do better, not just for Navarro, but the whole system. And the Imperial presence in the sector was one that made him feel like he had to keep his head down and that he wasn't going to be able to help trade and economic revitalization happen within the sector because the Imperials would only take advantage of it in some fashion. But ultimately, it seems like it's down to Grogu for making the turn possible for Grief Karga because when you think about how things were going to go down in Chapter 7 from Season 1, Grief Karga was going to double-cross Din Djarin and take Grogu and deliver him to the Empire to end the occupation of the Empire. But Grogu healing him after that nighttime attack seems to have given him the change of heart he needed to instead decide to side with Din and Grogu and Cara Dune, by extension, of course, because she was with them in Quill, and decide to try to fight against the occupation itself. 
So one beautiful act of healing by Grogu may have revitalized an entire sector of the Outer Rim in its ramifications, which is a really beautiful and stunning thing to contemplate. And that is the look at Grief Karga as part of the <laughs> segment that could have been Mando Memos, but could also be Monday Morning Mando. Oh man, I have to think so hard <laughs> when I'm saying that to make sure I get it right the first time. And that is going to do it for this episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7 by 7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7 by 7 We hope you love it.